Live. We're in Sturgis, South Dakota. Pappy Hoyle camp, uh, Campground, to be exact, uh, just north of the Full Throttle Saloon. And uh, it is uh, a buzz, as you can see, if you're watching on the live stream. If you want to watch and listen at the same time, you can simply go to YouTube.com, YouTube.com slash Bill Michael Show. Subscribe. Subscribe absolutely free, 100% free. And uh, you can listen to us. You can watch the program, whether it's in studio, on site, uh, at a place like this where we have numerous camera, camera angles to kind of, you know, show you a couple of different vantage points and uh, it's just good to be here. It's a lot of fun. If you're looking now, you're looking off to the uh, off to the east, and uh, really uh, off into the distance. There is the uh, big twisted T Olympic sized pool, which was busy yesterday. I will say this, uh, and it was pretty hot. This for those that go to Arizona, say for Brewers spring training, this is what they call a high sun. It is a very open, very high sky, and it is a bright hot sun. Even though yesterday's high temperature was only supposed to be 75, it felt like it was 90. And uh, so we went over by the pool for a little bit, kind of letting the campground dry out. Didn't want to take the motorcycles out because it was just a mud hole a couple of days ago. So we did a little work around the place and, uh, you know, shook a few hands and hung out here with some people yesterday. And we went to the pool. And uh, it, uh, one of the comments made was they thought they filled the pool with <laughs> mountain glacial water. It was, it was cold. I mean, cold, cold. Like if you jumped in it, you wouldn't see body parts until next spring. It's that kind of cold. It was cold, cold. But uh, but it was refreshing. It reminded me of the days back when you used to jump into the cold tub to get the swelling down off of your aches and pains and knees and joints and elbows and that kind of stuff. But uh, man, it was cold. But uh, it was it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Today's a cooler day. Tomorrow it's going to start heating up, and by the end of the week. It's going to be the upper 80s to low 90s yet again and more normal temperatures out here in South Dakota. But uh, good stuff uh, and a lot of fun, really a, a lot of fun, a lot of really, really, really good people as well. Um, so I, I want to open this up. I want to – phone lines are wide open, 877-867-1670. If you want to get a hold of us that way, you can. If you want to uh, shoot me something over on Twitter, you can, at Bill underscore – Michaels at Bill underscore Michaels. Uh, Grant Bill's producing the program at Wisco Grant over on Twitter as well. You can email us, thebillmichaels at gmail.com, thebillmichaels at gmail.com. And don't forget, you can always listen to the program after the fact, Spotify, Apple, iTunes, Google Podcasts as well, where you find your podcast. Um, I want to open it up because I want to know, uh, first of all, I want to get your reaction coming out of family night. We talked to Mike Clemens today uh, about the center position, about Jordan Love, kind of him growing up, the maturity. Albert Breer, an incredibly interesting uh, conversation and piece in Sports Illustrated that I'm going to give you some of that information coming out of it here in just a moment. So, and, and the growth of, of Jordan Love from then and now, we'll say, uh, and, and confidence level, if you want to call it that, in this team going into this season. So... I, I think there's a, a lot to kind of absorb right now. And part of it is is because it's just such a vast unknown in so many different categories. Vast unknown out of quarterback play. Vast unknown out of maybe new or different-looking offensive play calling. Uh, there could be a, an unknown when it comes to uh, what we thought was a very solidified uh, group in the offensive line, and eh, maybe it's not. Maybe it's not as solidified as we thought. You've got some unknowns when it comes to the secondary. You've got today the announcement that Rashawn Gary's coming back off the pup list. And I, 
which I, the, which is tremendous news for the Packers. But I just, I'm a little surprised. I just, boy, I mean, and remember the Packers, they're, medical staff is always guarded to the side of caution when it comes to bringing guys back early and or too early and instead man Rashawn Gary's being activated ready to go which is tremendous news not something that was not expected we were thinking it was going to be Engabari and Vaness uh, who were going to be the two guys kind of filling a bill until Rashawn Gary got back maybe by the end of uh, October and instead here he is. He's going to come out of that, you know, come out of that tunnel. So I, I just, uh, I find that very good news. A lot of things trending in a, in a very interesting direction for the Green Bay Packers. Um, so anyway, uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you want to hit us up, feel free. Uh, Steve says, hey, good day, Bill. A couple of my takeaways from family night. One, I really like the two rookie tight ends, Musgrave and Kraft. Uh, both had a really good practice. Uh, the speed that they have, very refreshing. He said, number two, I thought that a nervous start for Jordan Love settled and uh, became just fine. I think he's going to surprise a lot of people this fall. Three, Devontae Wyatt flashed some speed and penetration, and if he improves his consistency, they've got a really good defensive line. Uh, four, A.J. Dillon seems to have a sense of urgency, and I thought he played extremely well. Again, let's hope for consistency. Josh Myers has to be in jeopardy of losing the number one center spot, he seems to struggle right now. Uh, Daniel Whelan seems to have a big leg. Uh, will he oust Pat O'Donnell? Daniel Whelan has a booming leg. You wonder what the 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 net is for flipping the field versus the stability of being a holder for... You know what I mean? The stability of being a holder for your kicker and keeping that process, um, how do I put it, Uh, minimizing the possibility for errors, we'll say. You wonder how that's going to be. Um, Then you've also got, um, you know, uh, he said it was good seeing Jordan Love under center as much as he was. In my opinion, they have more options when their quarterback is under center. This week should be interesting in Cincinnati. Enjoy the time in Sturgis. And that's our guy Steve listening to us in Ridgefield. Um, yeah, I, when it comes to the offensive line, which seems to all of a sudden be an issue, I find it that was the most stable group coming in with Josh Myers at center. And I remember when David Bakhtiari, and I did find it a little interesting that David Bakhtiari said that Elton Jenkins and him were going to be the best left side of offensive line in football. And he really didn't kind of carry it any further than that, which you kind of went, well, you know, because they're a pretty solid offensive line. They're veteran. They've been there, done that. The only position you thought might have been up for grabs might have been that that right tackle position. And instead, now, you know, you could be center. You know, John Runyon solid over at the, the left, or right guard position. But could it be right tackle and center up for grabs at this point? Where will Zach Tom fit in best? And then what supplements after that? So I, I find all of that incredibly, uh, um, I, I want to say eye-opening. Because I appreciate the fact that Matt LaFleur is saying, you know what? We're going to put our best five out there. Regardless of who's been there, done that, 
It's our best five, and that's it. So I'm I'm really interested to see how this kind of goes. And I think now, instead of all eyes being strictly on Jordan Love for the preseason, it's there's going to be a few position battles to watch now. Um, going back to the Albert Breer piece coming out of Sports Illustrated, it, said that the, it, it, it started out by saying at the end of every week in fall, Matt LaFleur has his quarterbacks, not just the starter, but all of them, go through the offensive plays in a game plan, and then it ranks them. He said it's an exercise done chiefly to make sure he, as a play caller, is aware of what his quarterbacks are comfortable with and what they're not comfortable with. And so came a big moment for Jordan Love. It was when he was backing up the Sunday night showdown in Philadelphia last year. Aaron Rodgers ends up a little bit nicked up the first possession of the fourth quarter. Now, Green Bay was down 37-23. And on his fourth snap, Jordan Love found rookie Christian Watson on that slant over the middle for the 63-yard catch and run. And it cut the lead to 37-30. Philly then responded with a field goal to make it 40-30, as we all know. But while the Eagles were driving... It stuck with LaFleur that he had call. He had a call that perfectly fit what he thought, as far as exploitation goes, the loose quarters and the coverage Philly had been running. The problem, it ranked really low on Love's confidence list. And it was on, you know, LaFleur, as LaFleur recalls it, it said, do not call if I go in this territory for Jordan Love. And LaFleur said that he, he kept seeing that and, and could see that there was this exploitation capability out of the corners, and he thought, I, I can do this. So after Love started the next series with a 15-yard throw to Watson, and it was a first down completion, the coach kind of said into the headset, <coughs> excuse me, hey, do you trust me? Can I call this? Love responds, yeah, let's let it eat. It was a high-low concept. It worked as LaFleur thought it would. An underneath receiver ran a pivot route. The defender was in conflict with Lazard. Love delivered a perfect strike to Lazard, 17-yard gain. From there, the Packers kicked a field goal, and the onside kick got the ball back uh, but failed. Uh, it, it, they kicked the, the onside kick to try to get the ball back, but it failed, and they lost by a touchdown, 40-33, as we all know. But that particular play in that moment, was one of the plays that Jordan Love said I don't have much confidence in. And what happened was Matt LaFleur knew it. He said, I, we can get this. And Jordan, Lee, Jordan Love said, yeah, I don't have confidence in it, but let, let's do this. I think I can do this. And he took it and he ran with it and he delivered a perfect strike. And, and the play worked flawlessly. It was at that moment in time. But that game, that moment would reverberate at Lambeau Field well past Thanksgiving. In fact, January and February when Green Bay was mapping out the offseason and they were considering the chance that Rodgers wouldn't be back. And then they looked back to both the coaches and the execs point back to, they say they felt convinced on as concerns over whether Love would make, make it or not, they felt that that play, that confidence, that growth from Kansas City and Detroit to that moment in time, Jordan Love then showed that maturity, that confidence, that capability that they felt comfortable if Rodgers didn't return. And said, uh, you know, quote, he went out there and ultimately executed it. And quietly he was winning over the staff 
erasing skepticism and starting to shift the plates under the Packers quarterback room for the first time in 15 years. It was that play at that moment in that time. It's a really good piece by Albert Breer if you haven't read it already. But it was, uh, it, it was, they are looking at that play and saying, we believe in, in Jordan Love. And I saw this morning there were a lot of people that were kind of, you know, tweeting it and retweeting it and putting the link. And I did, too. I put the link out as well. So if you want to read it, go to the Facebook page or go over and follow me on Twitter, and you can you can click on it and find it. But it takes into account the game from Kansas City and the game against Detroit and say, oh, look at the growth. And, and you can look at it, and the proof is in the pudding, and you can say that's factual. Look at the growth. On the other hand, how do you unsee what we saw in Kansas City? Was that Jordan Love? Or as Matt LaFleur puts it, that's something he still to this day regrets. That it was more of the play calling and not preparing for Spagnolo, who is known to put pressure on quarterbacks, much less a rookie quarterback, and he just basically unloaded the kitchen sink on Jordan Love, that he didn't prepare Love properly for that. And so Matt LaFleur more so than Jordan Love, takes the blame for the loss in Kansas City in which the Packers only put up seven points. So it's a really good look at all of that. To me, it's still not a determining factor as to how good or, or not good Jordan Love will be. we we got to wait and see. But I think it's just an excellent, excellent look at kind of what went into the behind-the-scenes mentality of Matt LaFleur and more so the quarterback's coach coming in of Tom Clements uh, last year and now this year again, uh, and the decision-making process by Brian Gutekinds and how that all played into it. So interesting stuff. Um, anyway, uh, let's do this. We're going to step away. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, Matt LaFleur addressing the media and uh, today before practice and uh, before obviously getting ready to head to the Queen City in Cincinnati and the upcoming Friday night first preseason game for the Packers and the Bengals coming up. So uh, we're going to hear from Matt LaFleur when we come back. Stay tuned. We are broadcasting live here in Sturgis. And uh, this portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there at Skipper Buds. Skipper Buds in Pewaukee. Still plenty of boating season left. If you're looking for a pontoon, a tritune, uh, if you're looking for new or used, if you're looking for fishing boats, pleasure boats, uh, uh, high-end ski boats, they have those as well over there, whether it's Mastercraft and Taiga, they've got those. So, so much still over at Skipper Buds, and uh, they're dealing big time. Uh, call my buddy Todd. He's the GM over there. He's the guy that has the power to make all the deals. 262-544-1200. That's 262-544-1200. Skipper Buds in Pewaukee. Boat sales, service, storage. 262-544-1200. You're going to hear from Matt LaFleur coming up next on the Bill Michael. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. show we are live we're in surges south dakota and enjoying the day here at pappy hoyle campground and uh, people were asking me who is pappy hoyle why is uh, why is it named that pappy hoyle was the originator of the sturgis motorcycle rally he and his wife uh they put this together years and years and years and years ago as a matter of fact 83 years ago and they brought bikers together they were doing uh runs up the uh up the hills and 
in the mud and the dirt, and they just, uh, you know, loved riding, and they started riding in the area. And uh, here in Sturgis, this little sleepy town of 7,100 people, uh, blossoms and grows from that this particular week. Really, it's about a three-and-a-half-week uh, event now. It goes from, uh, you know, 7,100 people that live here on the regular to uh, almost a half a million, 400-and-something thousand they estimated so far this year. Uh, and there's still people coming in. And as a matter of fact, uh, I was saying earlier on the show, this is the most crowded I've ever seen full throttle and the Pappy Hoyle campground. Uh, it's it's overwhelming how many RVs and campers and buses and tents and such are here. It's it's huge. And, I mean, I know, uh, you know, that it's between them and the Buffalo Chip are pretty the two biggest out here and buffalo chip is so infamous but uh, this place has grown and grown and grown and grown and the full throttle saloon and the marketing and such has grown and grown and grown over the years and it just keeps getting bigger and bigger so uh but it's exciting good stuff and we're glad to be here and thanks to uh you know everybody for bringing us out here uh soundartusa.com uh thanks to them thanks to the stinger saloon on downtown Main Street and Sturgis for bringing us out here. Jesse James Dupree, the band Jackal, um, and the guys over at the Full Throttle Saloon, all of them uh, being a part of the program. Thanks to them. Uh, let's do this. Let's get back to the phone calls real quick, and uh, then we'll get to Matt LaFleur. Tim listening to us in Sparta. Tim, welcome to the program, the Bill Michael Show. How are you doing today, man? What's up? Oh, love your show, Bill. Um, first, I gotta, I, I've never done this before, but i got a shout-out to my wife who is still married to me after 40 years. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yesterday yesterday was our 40th wedding anniversary, and she hasn't found a plot to put me in yet, so I'm very <laughs> grateful for that. That's great. Good to hear, man. Good to hear. The second thing is I am tired of people going, we have to give love eight games before we can make a determination on whether he's going to be any good or not. I got eyeballs. You've got eyeballs. You, within three games, maybe four, we're going to know whether he's got the stuff or not. Now, his first game, you, you might you know want to cut him some slack. But don't you think that within three or four games, we're going to know whether we've got somebody or if we need to look for somebody else? Uh, I would agree. Uh, I don't. I don't need to see a season's worth of of game to know whether or not a quarterback can play quarterback. And what I'm looking for, uh, Tim, I don't know what you look at, but I like you said, we all have eyeballs. We're all pretty smart when it comes to football. And what I look for is flashes. I look for consistency. I look for the non boneheaded mistakes. And I also think it's going to take a game or two or three for just the relationship of Matt Lafleur and he. Jordan Love, to just kind of get a feel for the rhythm of what Jordan Love can do. And Matt LaFleur as a play caller has some responsibility there. But I agree with you. I don't need to see, you know, eight, nine, ten games to make a determination in a whole season. What's he do? You know, I'll know. Can he throw the ball? Can he Can he roll out? Can he read? Can he see coverage? Can he? Is the synapse between his brain and his arm quick enough to be able to throw a ball into a hole and release it before the defender can actually get there? So I agree with you. I don't need to see that many games. I, I think people are trying to get, give him all the benefit of the doubt, and in this touchy-feely world we have, everybody wants to conserve feelings, but I don't give a damn. You're out there to win football games. You've got three, four, five games to get it together, and you've got a pretty veteran team around you, and the expectation expectation should be to get to at least the postseason and hopefully go from there but 
I agree. I want to see wins. I want to see if you can win consistently and not make the same mistake over and over again. Yeah, I, the thing that, that I need to see, and you should be able to see right away, is he throwing the ball to, to a spot where the guy's going to be open, not waiting for him to get to a spot and be open? Because right. I think that's that's been his biggest thing, is he waiting for them in the past to get open. So we'll, I think we'll be able to determine, you know, pretty quickly if that's the case and, and whatnot. I hope they have a, yep. a good season. But, of course, the defensive coordinator, whose name I refuse to to, uh, <laughs> to repeat without Debris, spitting, yeah. and I'm in a car so I can't spit, um, I think he's going to have more to do with it than Jordan Love. I really do. He's got all the talent in the world, and he has more talent coming in later, you know, because Gary's not going to be able to go right away. Um, Stokes isn't going to be able to go right away. So if with the talent that's there and it's good talent, if he can't have a defense um, that is aggressive and a ball hawking affair, um, fire him in the middle of the season and get somebody in there who, who will use the talent properly. So yeah. have a great day, Bill. Enjoy Sturgis. Uh, I was back there in uh, 1981, fourth season, and I don't think it's what it used to be, hopefully. No, it's <laughs> it's not what it was uh, even when I was here in, uh, for the 65th, which is, what, now 22 years ago or something like that. It's it's a lot different. There's no doubt about it. Appreciate the phone call, as always. Uh, 877-867-1670. The, the one thing, uh, you know, that he had mentioned is that Joe Barry's going to get reinforcements coming. I wonder how long it's going to be before, uh, Rashawn Gary, for those of you tuning in, uh, the rumor is, is, uh, that he's being reinstated from the pup list. And we're going to hear from Matt LaFour coming up here momentarily. But if he's coming back, that means the only other first round draft choice that is still on the shelf is, uh, Eric Stokes. That's it. Everybody else is back. You've got seven of your eight first-round draft choices that should be available to Joe Barry. Now, how quickly they re-indoctrinate Rashawn Gary into this defense, we'll wait and see. Hopefully there's no setbacks. So you, you kind of take it with a grain of salt. It, it's always great to get him back. I'm surprised because this thing happened. I thought for sure it would be at least October before he came back, but he's back about a month and a half earlier than I thought he would be, which is great news. And the advancements in ACL and MCL repair and surgery have – have grown leaps and bounds over the years. So to say that, um, you know, I'm, I'm totally surprised. I'm not totally surprised, but it's, uh, it, it's, it's great that he's back, and it's great that he's back this quick. Uh, the only real skepticism you may have defensively might be, what, the safety position, I guess, at this point. Uh, I think your corners are pretty solid. Rasul Douglas and company and Jair. I think you're pretty – Keyshawn Nixon is back there. Rudy Ford is back there. I think you may have a little skepticism about their ceiling, but you, you feel at least pretty confident that uh, they're a pretty decent unit. But that uh, that safety position still is a, is a little eyebrow raiser. Bill, I saw, I saw folks yeah, commenting about Luke Musgrave on Saturday night. Oh, he cooked Darnell Savage, just made him yeah. look silly. And then we're all, we're all like, well, wait a minute. Is that is, is that good for Musgrave or is that bad for Dar- Darnell Savage in his fifth-year option this season? That's the thing is I really believe that that's bad for Savage. I, I, I'm now, don't get me wrong, Luke Musgrave, uh, you know, had it not been for some of the injuries, he probably would have been a first-round draft choice, even top 15, as many have predicted. But there was some question marks, and that's the reason he fell, and it was good for the Packers to get him. But 
um, it's not great for Savage. Uh, I'm glad that Musgrave's doing what he's doing, and, and but, man, I, that, that raises some eyebrows about the capability of your secondary. So I, I'm, <laughs> I'm probably in the group of the latter than the former. By the way, good news, uh, Bakhtiari back at practice today, back in pads and ready to go. So that uh, news came out a little while ago. Andy Herman of the Pack-A-Day podcast just uh, put, posted that and said, hey, alert the masses, back is back. Or Bach is back, if you want to call it that. Hey, uh, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to hear from uh, Matt LaFleur. I want, he's a little bit longer. We don't have time for him to get into the commercial break, but we'll take it coming out. Uh, so stay tuned. We are broadcasting live here in Sturgis, South Dakota. Uh, we are out here. Compliments uh, of a lot of great people that are on site. Uh, but we also want to remind you about our great sponsors back in the state of Wisconsin, and uh, that being Buzzard Billies and our friends at the Starlight Lounge, Pearl Street in La Crosse, Wisconsin, formerly an 1860s brick hotel on Pearl Street. Now, great restaurant downstairs, great lounge, bursting out of the 60s and seven, early 70s upstairs. Great stuff from our friends at the Buzzard Billies and the Starlight Lounge. you got to stop in and say hi to them if you're out in the La Crosse area or if you're living there now. That's a great place to go, especially for Friday Fish Fry. That's for damn sure. Stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show. Matt LaFleur next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. They are the official fuel provider of the big unit cruiser. And uh, God love Quick Trip. I could go on and on and on about Quick Trip. And uh, the uh, I'll say this. Uh, we got out here on Friday, and we stayed in just outside of Worthington on a Thursday night. And Worthington is the last Quick Trip before you get into Sioux Falls, South Dakota. And they, Quick Trip is expanding into South Dakota, but... Uh, there were a couple people there from Wisconsin, and one guy from Minnesota, but a couple people from Wisconsin in this uh, in this rest area, and uh, they were talking about, yeah, we got to get to Quick Trip before it's the last one, and talking about the breakfast sandwiches and such, and it's just all the things that they're recognized for, just all the good stuff, because nobody does it like Quick Trip, and some of the best compliments are not necessarily things that you know, or the best advertisements are not necessarily things that they they write for us to say. And remind you of, like, all the great specials and deals and such that they have or the quick rewards card. But just when you talk to people along the way and they're like, oh, my God, i got to go to Quick Trip before that, before I can't go there anymore because everybody recognizes the value of that Wisconsin institution. That's our friends at Quick Trip. Thanks to them for being a part of the program as well. Um, this is uh, uh, what Matt LaFleur just spoke to the media a little while ago. I want you to take a listen to it. Here you go. Matt, you kind of told us, you know, in the spring that you were concerned about how many snaps you're going to get for four quarterbacks. With as many as you got to get for your number one quarterback, you just talk about what Danny gave you and what you got now going with uh, Sean and Alex. Yeah, that's obviously a very difficult decision. Um, the amount of respect that everybody has in here for Danny, and um, he, he probably was coming off his best day in family night, ironically enough. But, um, you know, to your point, it is tough to rep four guys, especially when you have a young quarterback. Um, so, 
just thought that it was a, a, unfortunately a necessary move in order to get everybody the amount of reps that they, they needed. What did that decision with Danny, because it could have been anyone, right? What, what did it come down to? Well, I think he's he's been here for quite some time, and um, you know he did he did a lot of great things. Obviously, he was such an asset in the room. Uh, you know, more of a veteran presence than than the other guys in terms of just be, being able to. You know, he's learned a lot of football from some really good football coaches, and he was great in the room. He was super supportive of Jordan, um, and it just came down to just trying to you know more or less give the other guys the amount of reps we felt, felt like we needed to see. I know releasing really data doesn't change any of this, but you are really young at quarterback. Just rough slide, what's the challenge of having a young starter and two backups who have zero NFL registered snaps? Yeah, I mean, that's just, that's the situation. So we're going to do the best with it. And, you know, nothing's ever uh, permanent in this league. We know that. And, um so we'll just see how these guys go about their business. I do, I do think everybody's been working extremely hard. I think we've seen improvement um, from, from everybody in that room, and we'll just see where it goes. Can you realistically have a rookie as your number two? I mean, is that a real well, I was in Washington, and we had the same situation. So we had actually we had two rookie quarterbacks. So What's your early take on the first time it's, it's been done. Uh, what's your early take on Clifford? Uh, you know, he's done a lot of great things, I think. I think he's got some gamer to him. Um, I think that even when he hasn't made the best of decisions, like we saw one the other night where he, he threw an interception to Tyreek, he is a pretty resilient guy and is able to bounce back. And I think that is, that's something you can't coach. Either guys are built that way or they're not. And I think he's definitely built the right way, and we've got to continue to try to refine some of his mechanics and get him more and more reps um, because that's the best way to learn. Does he have a, does he take a lot of snaps and uses his legs too often? Uh, does that happen with young quarterbacks? No, I think he does a good job. I think he's got a really good feel when to use his legs and when not to. And certainly um, he is an athletic guy that can get out of the pocket, kind of sneaky athletic. Um, and he's he's got some, some good speed and can – certainly move the sticks with his legs, but we're, we're always going to train him as a quarterback first and foremost before something goes off schedule. Man, what's the plan with Rashawn? Yeah, he's he'll be off today, or uh, off the, the pup list, and he'll be out there. And um, It's going to be more or less mostly individual, maybe some of the, the walkthrough slash jog through, but he's not going to be in any team. Is Stokes there yet? Stokes is not there yet. Could you talk about the importance of a lot of these joint practices, but being that this week you're going on the road for the first time, what went behind that decision, and how important do you feel being on the road is going to be for some of these younger guys? I think it just gives us an opportunity to bond. I think that camaraderie is an important part of this process, and um, just that team chemistry, the makeup. The more these guys hang out together, the more they get to know each other. I think the more they'll they'll fight for one another, and so I think it's it's a, a unique opportunity going against a, one of the premier teams in, in the National Football League. I wish uh, Joe was going to be practicing. I, not to say that he's not, I'm, but um, I'm guessing that he's not going to be. Um, 
but I think it's gonna, you know, it, it's gonna be a great test for our football team. Have you already communicated with Zach about like how practice is gonna run, like what you're looking for as far as matchups and things like that? Uh, not necessarily matchups, but we went through the whole the whole practice in terms of um, you know what what is the emphasis of the periods, um, the number of reps that the ones will be going against the twos, and uh, but it's hard to get into like real match. Hey, we want to see this corner on this receiver. It just kind of, however, it plays itself out more or less. Can you speak to what you've seen from Keith and Bowen so far? From Malia? Yep. Yeah, I've seen a lot of good things. Um, you know, from both those guys, they're very different receivers. Malik's more, you know, your big uh, goonish type of guy uh, that you guys know that we love around here, and he's very physical. And Bo is he Bo is a scrapper now. Uh, he's a scrappy guy that can really run. So I think they both have flashed, and it's just about building the consistency of which they go out there, and ultimately they're going to have to do that in the preseason games. How much he's grown from his first year and this year on that defensive line? Yeah, I think that's that's one of those positions that naturally usually takes a little bit of time, uh, the interior D-line, just to learn some new moves and whatnot. But I think more more than anything else, the growth for him has been in he, he's got a really good handle on what we're asking him to do. And he's certainly flashed throughout the course of, of the practices, what are the 10 practices that we've had thus far. So um, expect him to continue to build upon that and, and get better each and every day. That collaboration process for practice with, with Zach, is that any different when you're going on the road? Is it more their rules than when you're hosting a team here from a structure standpoint? Uh, you know, possibly. Um, certainly the time is what we're practicing. Uh, but I think there's just a lot of good collaboration. I think there's a there's definitely a mutual respect there, and we've worked together, so it was pretty easy to um, come to a conclusion. And if there was something that he didn't like, just you know, he'd explain why. And something I didn't like, I'd explain why. But it, it was it was pretty easy. He's he's a great great guy. Guy I got a lot of respect for, and certainly um, you know it's going to be a great experience. I think for both teams. Seems to be a guy that the quarterbacks find whenever he's out on the field. When it comes down to those final roster spots, how much do you just take that into account that, that he's always there? Well, I, I, it's it's performance based. Um, yeah, I don't know how much that necessarily goes into effect. Um, you know, he's he's going to get more and more opportunities. Again, we haven't had a preseason game, so it's hard to you know go too far into it, but. For the opportunities that he's gotten in practice, I think he's done a nice job, and he's got to continue to build on it. Matt, what's your plan for uh, Jordan Friday night? You guys are just going to have to wait and find out. Hey, I don't know. You have starters, so you generally don't play a lot of them in the first preseason game, so do you try to get them a lot of reps in this joint practice and let the young guys kind of play them? Yeah, that's the theory behind it. Um, I think we're a little bit different this year. Um, so, you know, we'll make a decision on Jordan. We've definitely talked about him going in this game and, and quite frankly, playing everybody in this game. There might be a select few that, that don't play. But, um, yeah, we'll, we'll get more into it as we approach the game. Has the joint practice 
dictate that at all, or is your plan going to be kind of regardless of what happens in the practice? I, no, I think that, that definitely has to weigh into it. And you kind of go through that practice, evaluate it, see where you are, um, and then make decisions upon that. So we have a preliminary plan that we've already discussed with our coaches, but as you guys know, that's subject to change. Thanks. Have a good one. There you go. That is uh, Matt LaFleur talking to the media and uh, some interesting stuff. Uh, Rashawn Gary, indeed, uh, activated off of the pup list. They're going to take it easy with him. David Bakhtiari back at practice, but no need to rush him back into game situations. He's been there, done that, as we all know. Uh, and then just talking about, you know, hey, not going to reveal game plans or what the plans are specifically, but – uh, that, you know, the quarterback room, Danny Etling, they just wanted to get more reps for the other guys that are there, and he doesn't have a problem with uh, a lot of youth when it comes to the quarterback room in general. And a lot of the stuff that we discussed and a lot of the opinion that we discussed, it's all right there. So nothing nothing shocking coming out of anything that he had to say today. So some good stuff, uh, but a lot of confirmation stuff out of some of the things that we'd already kind of uh, subscribed to when it came to our thought process. So good stuff. Uh, from uh, Matt LaFleur today. Uh, let's do this. Let's t- step out, take a quick break. We'll come back and uh, we'll get into your uh, thoughts and such. Also coming up in the next hour, we're going to talk a little bit from hometown guys. Uh, Jeremy and the gang from Mama Tried and the Flat Out Friday crew, they're going to be here and talk about what they have coming up in, I believe, February of this year. But uh, they're out here in Surges, South Dakota, so a little bit of a hometown blast from those guys. So Good to hear from them, and they're going to be joining us here in just a little bit. This portion of the program brought to you by John Atley and the gang from the Water Doctors. They are a huge supporter of the motorcycle ride coming up on Sunday, September 3rd. We can't ask you enough to get registered, to spread the word. We can't do it without you, and we just really uh, need as much kind of grassroots effort as possible. And John heard about it and said, hey, look, Fisher House is one of our, uh, one of our charities this year, very near and dear to his heart, very near and dear to my heart. So uh, it was a great collaboration, and the Water Doctors stepped up and said, hey, we'll be one of the stage co-sponsors. We'll take a lot of the uh, expense away from the, uh, from the event, and 100% of the proceeds from every biker that joins us on this motorcycle ride will go into Fisher House, Wisconsin. So please come out and join us and support Water Doctors and the Connecticut Water Softening System. H2, the letter O, h2odoctors.com. That's h2odoctors.com. And if they're not in your area in the state of Wisconsin, they will get you in touch with the dealer nearest you because they're that kind of people. They can just help you out anywhere and everywhere. So, again, h2odoctors.com. That's h2odoctors.com. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up live from Sturgis, South Dakota, right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Thanks to our friends downtown Waukesha, Nice Ash, be nice ashes.com. Great place to go. Entertainment Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Open seven days a week, uh, bourbons, whiskeys, huge walk-in humidor, hookahs as well. Great stuff, and that's our friends at The Nice Ash, theniceash.com. It's a cigar bar, 323 West Main Street, downtown Waukesha, and a great place to go, and a great place to go and watch Brewers game or football when we are back with football, whatever it may be. That's a good place. 
that's a good place to go and uh, just enjoy. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Looks like Grant DuBose is about ready to come back as well. Um, and he needs to. He needs reps, big time. Big time. Needs reps and needs to be seen. So uh, the old adage is you can't make the club from the tub. So needs to get back out there. But uh, the big news today was that uh, David Bakhtiari back at the practice field. And uh, you've also got uh, Rashawn Gary back as well. So Rashawn Gary coming back a little little surprising, which is great. It's great news for the Green Bay Packers. Um, This is, uh, let's see here. This is from Jason uh, who said, hey, Bill. Uh, listen every day and respond as much as I possibly can. I, too, have some skepticism about Jordan Love, but he's beginning to win me over. Uh, are you starting to feel the love for love? Jason, I, um, what has he done to win you over? You know, it's kind of like going back to um, when in the off season. You know, you kind of see where the draft boards fall. And then they go to combine, and then after combine, they adjust a little bit. And then all of a sudden, come draft day, guys are, quote, rocketing up a big board. And my question is, what have they done to warrant that optimism, whatever? To me right now, yeah, I'm excited. I, I'm, I'm like many of you. I, I can't wait to see what Jordan Love brings to the table. All the talk is about him. All the pressure is on him. All the all the eyeballs are on him. I understand that, but he has done nothing between last year and this year to to make me change my mind or make me say, "Oh my God, he's I'm going to show him the love." He's he's always said the right things. He's he's performed well. He's performed poorly. He's performed adequately. He's performed subpar. Nothing's changed. He hasn't taken a snap. He hasn't won a game. He hasn't lost a game. So, I, again, I think you're looking for the – the, and I hate to say this, but I, I think some of you are looking for me to blow the smoke up your skirt, so to speak, to say, look, oh, this is great. Boy, here it is. I still have the same questions. I hope they're answered. I hope they're answered in a very positive way. It's I'm not being negative. I'm just saying nothing's changed my mind. It's just let it play out. I think that's that that to me is probably the fairest thing to Jordan Love. Let it play out. And then make a judgment. Not off of one game or two, but you'll know in a few what you got. But let it play out. The same reason I'm not, you know, bashing guys. Let it play out. We have another hour yet to go. We are broadcasting live here in Sturgis, South Dakota. Pappy Hoyle Campground, Full Throttle Saloon, all that kind of good stuff. We'll be back with more coming up right after this. 